Today we treat you with some cultural delicacies as we explore how photos in food advertisements can affect your appetite depending on what's in the background of the photo. This is Shadoof. Welcome to Shadoof, the place where business research and entertainment make a baby in your mind. We will show you common trends you'll want to leave behind. It happens all the time. We'll always bring a fresh perspective so you can trust the data or the data, but not the feces you've been fed. Welcome to Shadoof. Welcome to another episode of Shadoof. I'm Weston Smith, your host, here with head of research Dustin Harding and our fellow research scientist Lauren Silva. We've got an awesome show for you today. First, I've got a, a treat for you guys. Oh, I love treats. This is going to be a surprise. Just I treats are my don't favorite. like surprises. <laughs> well, so the topic at hand, uh, just so everyone knows, the process by which we record these podcasts. Sometimes I'm privy to the information before, sometimes I'm not. In this case, we've talked about this research before because this is something, this is a this is a paper that Dustin published a while ago. Yep. The topic today is food advertisements and marketing across like different mindsets that has effects in different cultures and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I brought us some kind of cultural food items for us to try, some that we don't get regular i went to an asian market and picked out a a little selection for us to to eat here drum roll so any particular order to this or so i'm going to introduce a few of these okay so first we've got some some kit kats which we've all had kit kats right yes but the wonderful thing is is in in japan they have like tons of different flavors of kit kats so i got a i got a plum flavored kit kat Oh. oh I've always wanted a plum-flavored Kit Kat. I know. Wait, they make these? They make these. Yeah. They make all kinds. There's, like, such good flavors. Okay, so it's plum, but it's not like a purple plum. It looks like like they're they're colorful rainbow plums. It does smell smell kind of fruity. Almost like fruity with with white chocolate kind of thing. I would say it kind of smells like plummy. If I were to guess, you know, kind of like a plum. I, Mm, I am getting some of the floral. I love these. I get this like really tarty fruitness. It's like, mmm. Yeah. I taste more floral than I do fruity. But it doesn't quite taste like peaches. It is, yeah. It's just very springtimey. I think mm-hmm. it's a great flavor for the season. I like it. With the v- vanilla wafer in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to be yummy, guys. I'm nervous. Oh, I could tell from your voice. What is it? So this is some seasoned sliced dried squid. Oh. And this is what, they eat this a lot, like, almost like jerky. Dried. Okay, it's dried. Um, okay. okay. It's like jerky, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm just excited I've to watch told it. I've been told it, it kind of has a good smell. Does it? And it's tastes, it smells like seafood. Oh, no. Oh. I so don't, I, I don't eat, like, any type of seafood, like, at any? all. No. Oh, it definitely smells like seafood. Oh, no. Oh, you should give this a shot. It's actually really good. It is? Uh-huh. I, I'm giving it a shot. Mm. I'm, like, really nervous right okay. now. Mm. Here you are, Lauren. I'm really surprised, you guys. I don't do smell it. I did smell it, and I don't like it. It doesn't taste what it smells like. Mm-mm. It's actually kind of sweet. Yeah. Look at Lauren. She's a sport, at least. Look at her. Way to go, I Lauren. I, can someone take mm. this? I can't Swallow smell it. Swallow it. Swallow it. Mm, I like it a lot. 
I don't oh, know that I would eat more than. I uh. I'm a little grossed out. Just a I, bit. I'm like not feeling well from that. He drinks a I love this. Hey guys, smell my breath. Okay, and one last thing, and then we can move on onto the topic at hand. I got you some classic Japanese drinks. It's a carbonated soft drink. These are fun. If you guys don't know how to open these, they're really fun. Have you guys ever tried these before? Yeah. They have the little marbles in them. They have little marbles. They're marble drinks. They're really cute. They're fun. Okay, so... Oh, what? They're sealed with this little rubber thing, and they've got a marble up here. And you you push this little tool out here, and then you put this on here, and then you push down... Pops a little marble here in the head of the soda. I really did not think I was strong enough to do this. Oh, it's so cute in there. It just like stays at the top. Mmm. And I like the original flavor. Because they have all kinds of flavors, but I got us all original. Ooh. Because it's the most unique, and I think it tastes the best. Hmm. Well, that was fun, but now back to the topic at hand. With our cultural expedition into, you know, into our little sampling of... Our little, our little buffet that we've just had. Go ahead, Dustin, and tell us what we're discussing today. Cultures are amazing, right? Yeah. There's so many different traditions. You know, my family, we, we lived in France for a few years, but we, we just learned a lot by being in a different culture. Yeah. So when it comes to cultures, there's, there's different thinking styles that are more predominant in, uh, in, in certain cultures. So Eastern countries, for instance, tend to be more holistic in their thinking, which means they, they have a tendency to focus on relationships and the interconnectedness among objects and their context. And not only objects, but a lot of their decisions, they, they tend to base on this connectedness feeling. So they're more likely to take a person that's holistic thinking is more likely to take their family's um, viewpoints into account or the society's viewpoints into account. So it kind of goes out from being centered on themselves to then their family, then their neighborhood, then their yeah. country, then their whatever whatever area. So they're always like looking at things in context to a bigger picture. Right. Okay. Whereas Western um, countries tend to be the on the other side of that spectrum, um, analytical thinkers. So so we we tend to be more individualistic. In, in our thinking, okay. and we, we don't care as much about that, that in- interconnectedness among objects and, and, and people and us. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so um, also like people with more holistic thinking a lot of times in you know, different cultures and stuff, it's linked more with in previous research looking at um, like self-control and restraint, like when making decisions and stuff like okay. that. And yeah, prior research looks a lot at that. But a holistic thinker tends to show more self-control than an analytical thinker. Okay. Which is interesting because we you look at research lately and it kind of shows the opposite is starting to take place in recent years in some of these eastern countries. You see gambling rates, for instance, are, are kind of climbing. Alcoholism is becoming more and more of an issue. More specific to this research that we're looking at, obesity rates in mm. some of these countries are are climbing more quickly than any other areas. It's caused a lot of researchers to kind of think, why? Like, what what is going on here? What's 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 causing this these issues? Right. And one thing that people blame is that at the same time that these obesity rates are climbing, food advertising and appeals 
are also increasing quite a bit in those areas. They're kind of they're they're increasing. They're doing more, or they're changing. They're doing more. They're doing more. They're okay. Doing more. And so this research looks at how different types of food advertising impacts a person based on whether or not they're they're more predominantly a holistic thinker or an analytical thinker. I see. So just as a frame of reference, and this isn't saying that yeah, I got these marble drinks that are really <laughs> loud while we're trying to record a podcast. Whose idea? Don't oh. clank your marble next to the microphone. <laughs> um, so, so while we're looking at this, we're not saying that one's bad and one's good. We're just saying that, some, that according to research, certain attributes are predominant in certain geographical areas, but these things can be present in all of our minds, right? Oh, yeah. Right. So we did run a couple of studies that looked at different cultures, like people from different locations. We kind of got the same effect that, that we'll be looking at. But the studies that ended up in the paper are actually people from the same culture. We just kind of measure whether or not they're more holistic versus analytical thinking. And, right. and one thing that's really cool, too, is there's, there's ways that within the same culture you can manipulate whether or not somebody thinks more holistically or analytically in a, in a certain short short amount of time, right? Whoa, manipulate that sounds that sounds terrible. Manipulate's a that's a strong word. So that's my researcher say <laughs> right. And so research you, that's not a, a strong word. How do you manipulate it? We're not like playing mind games or or you know doing anything where we're tricking people or something. Well, define mind games. Mind games. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, when we talk about, like, manipulation, we're just talking about, um, like, just getting someone to think a little bit differently. So, like, okay. for example, in in this paper, one of the things it was to get them to think more analytically, um, we had this stimuli, um, and there were some lines within boxes that the participants would see, and part of them were told to focus on the lines just within the box and if they were similar to the other lines that were shown. And then the holistic manipulation, or the way we wanted them to kind of focus, was asking about the ratio between the space between the box and the lines in comparison to the other ones. Okay, so the participant sees, in one case, a box with some lines in it. In, in all in, cases, in all they, of them. they see, oh, they they see, see the a, same thing. a line that, mm-hmm. yeah, that has a frame a box around it okay and they see a whole bunch and and what they're asked is in between those that were that were kind of manipulating to think more analytically we just asked them did the line length change so they're just focused on that line they're not really paying attention to the box surrounding the line okay they weren't asked so they weren't asked any questions about the box just about the line for analytical (laughs) yeah for the analytical thinkers right and then and then the other one was it was for holistic for holistic and you were you asked them about the ratio between the line and the frame so they all saw the same stimuli but they were just told to focus on different things so this is incredible so so generally speaking you run a person through either one of these and the first example puts them in an analytical mindset. Yep. And the second example kind of puts them in a more holistic mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome that we, I mean it's cool that we can do it. Mind it kind of just shows the mind's a powerful tool, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. That's crazy. So one of the interesting things as well when it comes to holistic thinkers is the way they actually view objects, the way that they view stimuli. You show a painting or a picture to someone that's holistic thinking versus somebody that's analytical thinking, and they're going to look and focus on different parts of this picture. That makes sense. So a holistic person is more likely to focus on the background and the focal object, 
and kind of kind go, of the setting and what's yeah, going on go, in the whole picture. Yeah, and go back and forth and kind of get a sense of okay, what is going on in this whole thing. Okay. Uh, an analytical thinker is just going to tend to focus more on that that focal object, the main point of the of the picture. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, in this study, one of the things that they looked at was they specifically targeted or they specifically focused on occasion setting. So the like the backgrounds and the ads. So whether or not the food like fit into a certain occasion or if they were looking at a stimuli or an ad with like no background on it. So like, for example, one of the stimuli they used, they had in the first study, um, it was looking at like chocolate bars. And so one of the stimuli, it had the chocolate bar with a movie theater background. So that's what some of the participants saw. But then some of the others for the analytical like thinking mindset they saw just the candy bar with like a blank background it was like a gray background kind of thing so they were just getting them to focus you know how we wanted them to whether it be holistically here's here's a cutout of a picture of a chocolate bar yep so the the question that we were asking ourselves is okay so in this case when a, a food uh, is is shown in an advertisement with an occasion setting background so like a chocolate bar in the background since holistic thinkers pay more attention to the background and how it relates to that focal object are they going to take that background more into context and will that cause them to, to visualize consuming that product more and thereby increase their craving and the likelihood that they indulge in that product. Wow, and confirmed that? Yeah, so we had several <laughs> studies. My favorite my favorite was study one, which was awesome, because we, we wanted to measure craving. And of course, this was during my PhD, and PhD students, we always get the grunt work. And so the way we measured craving is we, is we, we took cotton rolls, like dental cotton rolls that you would sometimes put in your mouth during the, at the dentist. Right. And we weighed the cotton rolls before, and then we had all the, these participants come into the lab and put the cotton rolls in their mouth and look at these different food ads. You put them down by the salivatory glands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd be just yeah, there ready to soak in whatever soak, was produced. Soak it. Oh. And, then, <laughs> and then I would come around... And, uh, and they would spit them. In, they would take them out and put them oh. put them in these plastic bags. And I'd seal it. And you gotta weigh it while it's hot too, right? You don't want it to evaporate. Weigh it while it's hot. Weigh it while it's hot. And so oh, I still cringe <laughs> with like holding these little plastic bags that are like hot and steamy. <laughs> We're really gonna make it, Lord. Gag. Cute but, little. But, I have a cute really putting them on this coming scale. out of their mouths. Um, and we measured whether they were more holistic or analytical thinking. We found that that holistic thinkers, um, when they saw the the food in an occasion setting background, they they secreted more saliva. saliva. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> than than analytical thinkers, and that's contrary to any of the prior research that that others have done. So we found that in this context, when there's an occasion setting background, it actually induces more craving for a holistic thinker than an analytical thinker. If someone with an analytical mindset sees a food advertisement that's not in context, Mm. that doesn't have a contextual background, but it's more just focused on the food itself, did that increase their appetite, their craving? So for the most part, for analytical thinkers, it didn't matter uh, whether there was an occasion setter or not. Okay. It's just like, 
<laughs> it looked like food and it looked good. So it's good. I don't I don't really care makes, if there's an occasion setting background or not. Right. Like it didn't it didn't it didn't budge their their didn't cravings. make a difference. Okay. So not having a background in it having a background in it wasn't a big deal. So either advertisement could appeal to that person, to an analytical mindset, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But, but the the big one that, that really stood out was an occasion setting background for an holist for a holistic thinker. Totally. That is that is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um they had looked at going on further from that, just comparing indulgent food products versus non indulgent food products. And there was only an effect for the indulgent food products um, with the occasion setting background. If it was a non indulgent food product, it was just kind of a wash. Okay, so what do you mean by indulgent versus non indulgent? Yeah. Because so... anything that I like, I could <laughs> indulge in. And so I just call everything indulgent. Celery. Indulgent. <laughs> See, I don't like celery, so I don't indulge. You don't like celery? That's <laughs> uh, okay. Have you thought that maybe you only like indulgent foods? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That's probably the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so specifically for this study, what they did was they had in like a kind of pretest, they had had people answer. They had different food products. And they asked them like on a scale of like which ones they thought were indulgent and which ones weren't kind of thing, like just to measure it. Okay, so and it changes from person to person. Yeah, and indulgent is kind of more like, oh, the naughty foods. Like, yeah, like is... rich food, like cheat on your diet kind of foods. French fries thing. and candy bars, like we mentioned. Yeah, or like really cheesy pizza mm-hmm. or like burritos and stuff like that. Are you, are you, is that what you're craving right now, Lauren? Pizza Yes, I am. I am really hungry right now. She keeps looking at the picture of the indulgent pizza that we mm-hmm. uh, had in the study, and she's like, "Oh, yum!" Pizza is my favorite food, and I have not pizza eaten jam. since this morning. Pizza Pe- is my jam. Pizza jam. That's million dollar product idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much what we show because it only works for indulgent products. That means that craving has a lot to do with this, right? Okay. So if there's no craving, then really an occasion setter doesn't impact a holistic Their or, appetite for it, their yeah. craving for it. Okay. That makes sense. So this type of research really draws into question some of the ethical dilemmas uh, we run into as marketers, right? Right. You're like, okay, so... We can get these, you know, holistic thinking kids in these Eastern countries to eat more indulgent food if we put occasion setting backgrounds in the advertisements, right? Right. But is that the right thing to do? Is that the right thing to do? It's a it's a difficult question, right? Yeah. And we all have to we all have to kind of face that when we see advertisements or when we see things marketed to us that that in almost in a sense we, we are kind of being manipulated, right? Yeah. And so there is there is a level of, of ethics that are applied to it. Is it is it okay? And I mean I'm sure everyone has differing of opinion, but the more research you are aware of, the more you're able to withstand some of that manipulation. Really? So a lot of studies have showed that if you know that you're being manipulated uh, a certain way, you can counter that. Okay. So if a holistic thinker, for instance, is aware. Okay, this ad is a is in an occasion setting background, and I'm aware that because of my holistic thinking nature, I, I may this may induce more craving. Just that awareness can kind of turn the effect off. I gotcha. So in a sense, we're we're, we're helping people out. We're helping. <laughs> so I think we're about out of time, but. Can this research lead to any further research down the road? Yeah. So one of the things that we didn't look into that would be interesting is 
how this would affect more of like Pavlonian manipulation. Uh, so many of us are aware of like Pavlov and his and his dogs and the little right. bell and the dogs would salivate with the bell. So so it would be interesting to see since since holistic thinkers take the context more into account if if they would be more prone to Pavlonian manipulation. Hmm. But we kind of doubt it because this is so much is like a visual uh, what we were looking at in this in this research is very visual. Um, and and so so it may or may not come come into play. It may be that it's it's just kind of meaningless background noise. Uh, okay. But but it might. So I don't know. It's, so maybe a maybe. big a big fat we'll see. Well, great. Well, I think we're about out of time, but we'll see where that goes. And Shadoof is sponsored by UVU's Woodbury School of Business. We are active in various social media platforms, and we crave interaction. So if you have any insights, commentary, or suggestions for interesting research, let us know. We may even give you a shout-out on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Oi, Mike, how's